PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. How's it going? Welcome to Cinema Crespodiso. I'm your host, Chris Crespo, tuned in the Crespodiso studio. Your current threat level is Hellfire. Current threat level is Hellfire. Your deceased loved ones are forgotten, ladies and gentlemen. With me is Drew Sikogra and Drew. Merry Christmas. Up, yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Right. How are you doing? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's the Christmas season. It's a Christmas spirit. Here you go. I got you a Christmas present. Is it a sword? Turkey sandwich. Very good. I mean, I'll take it. I'm kind of hungry. I mean, I made it for you last year. I forgot to give it to you, so oh, I just been holding on to it. Oh, it's a moldy turkey sandwich? I mean, it's, you know, I, it's a preserved. It's aged. It's, um, yeah, it's moldy. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Steve Etchie, how you doing, hey. Steve? How are you? I'm doing awesome. All right, good to see you, buddy. It's my favorite time of year. Christmas time? Uh-huh. Christmas oh, spirit? I yeah. fucking hate this time. Yeah, yeah it's Christmas garbage. It's a brutal time. But here's the thing with the Christmas spirit. It can pop up any time of year. Christmas in July, it happens often. Yep. Mm-hmm. It happens often. Christmas in the fall. Christmas came a little early, and I thought it was over, but it stuck around for an extra minute. It was weird. But, you know, yeah, that's, that's the way it works. That's, that's, the way it works. That, that's, that's the Christmas spirit. That's the joy Lingers. of Christmas. It does linger. I forgot to put on my, my Santa hat. I forgot it on the... No, actually... <laughs> no? You got it? Oh, oh there we go. Oh, yeah, no, you can't put it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. I remember I used to I used to do the Santa hat thing. Yeah, guys, let's do it. Yeah, I like it. I used now to. we're in the spirit, right? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a little better. You sure? It's a, almost like a you can pass it off as a winter sweater and it, Christmas sweater. It, it, in our household, I mean, I'm not sure Christmas. But how? <laughs> How is an Asian-inspired tiger? It's a, it's a Christmas tiger. <laughs> yeah. The Christmas tiger. It's, it's about a, to pounce on the tree. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah, 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 exactly. Cats yeah. love trees and ornaments and exactly. stuff. Mm-hmm. Christmas tiger. Rah. Rah. Cogburn is the Christmas tiger. That's your kung fu. <laughs> if you were going to make a kung fu movie, you'd be... Christmas tiger? The Christmas yeah. tiger. So it'll be directed by Shane Black, right? It'll be directed by Shane Black. And the only thing about Christmas... The only Christmas thing you think about is be the, the decorations and everything and things that happen around Christmas trees. No. But otherwise, you'll just be a guy who like hates the holiday and... Uh, you're, I, don't know. I just happen to fight around Christmas related things all the time. You're defending, yes, yeah. and you're defending a local family who their mom and pop, uh, they run some sort of restaurants and like they, you're hired there as a cook. It's because you're trying to get away from your like uh, down and dirty past. You're just trying to get <laughs> anonymity and anonymity. And uh, this is like the start of like every 80s action movie. It's all of them. And, uh, and then, you know, like the local thugs come in for their protection money and they're pushing people around. And you're like, man, these people. Like, I'm trying to think. And you're trying to stay out of it. Like, I have to stay out of it. I promised my dead wife that I wouldn't fight anymore because that's why I was in prison in the first place. And, uh, but then, you know, it's like, I got to protect my family, my new family. You don't want a new family because that's, they come with problems, yeah. burdens. And there'd be a fight <laughs> sequence where, like, he wouldn't actually, like, throw any punches. He's just, like, blocking punches, you know, like, yeah. I can't fight. Exactly. His I first fight. Oh, yeah. You, you got to struggle with it. Yes. Yeah. His first fight, refusing right. to actually fight, being attacked. Yeah. All defense. Yeah. 
lot of jujitsu using yep. their actions against them still before you actually all. get offensive. Yeah, actually, you still kill someone. Yeah, yeah. You still make someone kill themselves pretty much somehow. Yeah. And you're like, no, you wrestle with it. You take a drive through town, through the hills of L.A. Get in your convertible. Listens like doo, 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 boo, <laughs> as you're looking at, <laughs> and then you're like, I have to. And then while you're away, they use that opportunity while with your con- wrestling with your conscious while you're away. The bad guys use that as an opportunity to like trash the restaurant and they put the uh, the owners in the hospital and you're like no, yeah. and then you come back and you see the place is a mess and you get to the hospital and you're like no and then that's when you resolve revenge revenge is what gives you the resolve to break your vow to your dead wife to finally fight for the pleasure of audiences around the world <laughs> and then you go off with and then on a murderous get rampage get back into the car yeah. but now the music is different and then you're driving show up at the bad guy's hideout fight them all Obviously, you know you're the you're the lethal weapon yeah. of the uh, of the fight. You're the 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 what was the name of this whole thing again? You're the I forgot how sorry. Listen to the earlier part of the episode. I have to Chris. go back to two minutes for the title <laughs> of whatever this was. <laughs> but I like it though. We can yeah. do it. We need. There has to be more fighting in the kitchen. Oh. Kitchen fight scenes. Okay. So what I'm saying, Drew, is uh, you should get. You need you to start training. Uh, we, we got you lessons at the nearby dojo, and you. Will, I mean, as long as you're floating you, the bill for all this, got you a six month training course, intensive training course. Uh, so you know that's how that's how yeah. to do with the Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Steve's, Steve's the one who's figuring out the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He's talking to his dad. So we're it. in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, all right, guys. Let's see. It's uh, Christmas weekend. Christmas is uh, in a couple of days, so yeah. a lot of movies just came out on Friday. With right. a lot more to come out on Tuesday. Yeah, just, I mean, right around the corner. It's and then crazy. It's, it's crazy that they punch put all these movies together in this time of year that is known to be like a hectic, busy time. One, two, three, four. Drew's doing some quick five, math. Divide six, by sixty-nine over over twelve. Ten movies come out over the course of what the hell. Four days. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. That's a, a, or wait, are you talking just uh, Netflix or, or no? Not even that. That's in that's theatrically theaters. nationwide okay. and a couple of limited releases mm-hmm. as well. So if you're in New York, L.A., maybe Chicago, you might yeah. be able to get some see of these, some of these yeah. So yeah, this, opportunities. See so many movies. This is, by the way, what I'm I'm constantly telling people. Where you know they'll be like, oh, you know, like movies, like these are so you know they're all reboots in like comic book movies. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how many? Uh, Those are popular ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are in the United States uh, yearly average six hundred to seven hundred movies. That's rid- new movies, yeah. right? R- yeah, rid- like being released. Ridiculous. Now. How many uh, comic book movies do we have? Uh, out of all those? Uh, I mean, out of all the Marvel ones, even dating back to 2008, 13. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the Marvel ones. Well, Marvel's up to, like, I think, 20. Uh, but that's Marvel MCU. Going back 10 years. Yeah. Even more than 2013. Going back 10 years to 2008. And, yes, so uh, annually Marvel puts out, like, three mm-hmm. movies yeah. compared to the hundreds that Three out. out of six, seven hundred. And how many reboots are there? But then which are the ones that people go see? They go see the reboots and they go see these And then movies. they complain about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Thank it's you very much. It, it is. It's a... It's a vicious cycle. It's a feedback loop of yeah. stupidity. Yeah. And we're stuck in the middle of it. We're trying to break it by seeing things like The Favorite over at the end scene and stuff like that, which is a really cool really movie, fun movie. Really fun movie. But it didn't get, you know, obviously not making nearly as much as, say, Aquaman, which oh, we yeah. didn't see this Jesus. weekend. How Aqu- much? 60-something? Uh, uh, I mean, domestic, It's it made 72 because it opened well, early. Uh, on Thursday, Thursday. On Thursday. So 72. Oh, like a midnight showing kind of deal? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, now it's like 8 p.m. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, Seventy-two domestic, four ten foreign. And so already almost half a billion dollars worldwide. That seventy something opening weekend is like uh, one of the biggest December opening weekends. It's like maybe third or fourth That's behind awesome. two Star Wars movies, Avatar, and then this. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, wow. And then the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes are not bad. I mean, it's it, I, I'm not, I don't think it's certified fresh, but it's sitting at sixty four percent. So that's so it's not rotten. But no. no, which also I mean, here's the thing for me: um, everybody pretty much uh, thinks, and and they're correct, uh, that Aquaman is a shit hero. Yeah, boring. So the idea that they can make that much like even if it was the if it did not as well as some of the other marvel films mm-hmm. uh i would expect it to when i heard they were making it i was like why yeah exactly well, I'm, well I'm, no, i get why but it's like oh well no I, and, and it, it looks good well no no that's I, just I, I it. it like it's tra- impressive yeah. like i'm yeah, i'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I interested in seeing this movie whether i see it in theaters or not is up for debate that's the Let, thing now. see how this works that's the thing now um but i will definitely watch it eventually get to the point where we don't have time to see everything picky choosy so mm-hmm. we separately on our own accord chose not to see the aquaman film yeah. i just chose it on length of movie Alone. You went by length. Yeah. I, I went by consensus. I was going by time. I was, I, I was like, well, I've got either just under two hours here or mm-hmm. like two and a half here, and mm-hmm. I don't want to spend. It's, it was kind of late at night, so I didn't want to spend the extra half hour in the theater. There you go. That's that's something to take into consideration. Uh, so the movie then we did see separately was the Bumblebee movie. Yes. Ah, you did. Which is actually very high rated on the Rotten Tomatoes. Ninety four percent. Whoa! Out of how many which reviews? Which is crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. One hundred and fifty six. Wow. Average rating. And those are all critics, right? Yeah. What was all, the uh, all critics? Yeah, yeah. What's, yeah. What was the audience? Audience score eighty one percent. Jeez. Yeah, average rating four out of five. Four out of five average rating. Eight out of ten. Yeah, but like a seven and a half. That's yeah. So uh, Bumblebee. We we saw Bumblebee. We both saw separately. Yes. Uh, non three D. Correct. Correct. Non three D. Yeah. It was. I didn't see any point. I saw a matinee. Uh, not many people in the theater. Yeah, I saw it. Uh, I saw it at night. So what did it make? Like twenty million dollars? It made this weekend twenty one. So I, I'm just happy it's not a. Com- I'm just happy it's not a Camaro. At the very end, alert, at the very end, at the very very end, sees a Camaro turns into a Camaro. It's like I'm a Camaro now, and she's like, "You could have been a Camaro this whole time." <laughs> yeah, uh, silly. Uh, but no, most s- of the movie, it's because the movie takes place in '87. Most of the movie, yeah. it's throwback to Generation One style Transformers. So yeah. Bumblebee's a uh, uh, Volkswagen. Volkswagen Beetle, Volkswagen. Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah, which is cool. It is cool. And then I like how so the Transformers designs have been. Simplified a bit, so it's a sort yeah. of it's sort of a so mix. It's, it's it's a lot less super transformy. Where like yeah. you got like super into the road, it just looked weird. Less shards, less yeah. metal shards. They should more. call him Bumble Herbie when he's uh, in the you know in the Volkswagen the Volkswagen version. Yeah, that'd be cool if they actually did a crossover. <laughs> Disney does does that? No, is that that's not Disney. Oh, I thought it was. It's not. No, Hasbro is not owned by Disney. Oh, Hasbro did it. Okay, yeah, it is for sure. Yeah. Like, what did it say at the beginning? Uh. In all Spark Films yes. production or something, really, Correct. and then under that it's like a Hasbro company or whatever. Like it's fully Hasbro is like branded it uh, very hard. I didn't know they had the dough for that. 
I guess they do. Yeah. I mean, they've been instrumental in making all of them. Well, I mean, uh, you said the Hasbro logo has been on every Transformers movie that they've made. They've well, also, I, also the Battleship movie. Yeah. But I mean, like, as far as they're like having your own production company, like that kind of insinuates that they didn't just, you know, it's not like they, uh, you can have your Hasbro logo on there if you were just even just like a consultant well, coming the, in and got, talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you got to throw money as at opposed it. to exactly. Yeah, you have to have money in the game. Well, appara- apparently they found it more profitable to do it themselves now. Well, as I don't opposed think it's striking the deal. I think it's with co with Universal okay. in some way. Spielberg was involved in. He's the executive producer in all of these movies. Mm-hmm. We did a story last week where apparently yeah. the director, Travis Knight, who did Kubo and the Two Strings, which I think is a very good movie, stop motion animation movie that people should watch. Uh, he said that Steven Spielberg came up with a story idea. And then I thought he came up with like just a general idea. But now watching the movie, I'm like, this feels yeah, like a very Spielberg. It, it feels sp- very Spielberg. It's yeah. a it's a coming of age story. Teenager, broken teenager, family. Exactly. Right? Uh, yeah. in, in this case, it's a dead father. Mm-hmm. So immediately Spielberg loves that all of his movies yep. have uh, uh, fucked up families. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it leans very heavily on her emotional journey yeah. with loss and all that stuff. Versus, and then Bumblebee, the whole story of how Bumblebee gets to Earth and establishes this whole thing with like setting up a home base for the, the Autobots. Yeah. And uh, like the Transformer story is very secondary to the to her story. Correct. The story of Charlie. Yes. Okay. And I think that was to the movie's benefit. I agree. I think so. First. But at the same time, I'm not sure if, man, mm. 94% is. Well, right. that just means ninety four. I know it's a well liked movie. The average rate, even the average rating, I think is a little high. Four out of five is a little high. That's what I I'm know. saying. Maybe it's more like a three point five type movie out of five, a three out of five. It's still here's the thing. Also, so it's following five Transformers movies that somehow seemingly get worse. Yeah. Each well, one. Well, well, actually, no. I think it goes well, for me. It goes Transformers and Transformers three, and then two, and then four, and then five no. in terms of quality. Well, I mean, for the most part, it's because the Transformers movies have gotten away from. I mean, the first one. Why? Why does it succeed? Because it's also a family story. It is a family story. I love yeah. the first so, one. Yeah, I, I enjoy the first one. Uh, you know, after that, they kind of went more action adventure with it. Yes. Um, more military, more fetishist. With I, the uh, yeah, yeah, the action, which 100%. you know makes it a little bit less accessible to that and now with this one they're going back to that original formula they went way back Drew they go so far back they go to Cybertron yeah that opening on Cybertron that was actually a lot of fun that was crazy yeah those action sequences on Cybertron were fucking insane robot on robot violence (laughs) it opens with a big epic shot of like Cybertron from like overhead and mm-hmm. it's panning over you see the the, the, well, the battle going one on. of my favorite things is after that no, battle like, epic, like it like, goes uh, at one point in time like they're all quote unquote, escaping from the on the escape pods yeah. and it zooms out and you actually see the planet Cybertron and yeah even that was fucking and, impressive. It, and it's all like lit up from the battle going on on the surface and yeah, yeah that opening was really cool before it even says like Bumblebee on the screen no. I was like whoa this movie's <laughs> it was pretty cool, man. Yeah. It's like the Transformers movie. I think everyone kind of really wanted the first time around because there's a lot of. If you're into that, if you're in that age range, which is like right around our age range, and to play with those toys, uh, then you'll recognize a lot of the Transformers they use in the beginning. And that's yes. Cybertron. And on Cybertron, yeah. And, but then when they everything shifts to Earth, it's just like only two of them. Yep. And then boom. So it's a very smaller movie. And then the Earth element is all more or less like John Cena 
who's like the military guy who's just stuck in the middle trying to figure out who the bad guy is. Yep. So he's like a bad guy, but not really. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And uh, John Cena. Let's talk about John Cena for a second. What do you think of John Cena? Drew Sakai. It was all right. I mean, he, he, he was. He, he he did a well <laughs> enough job. I think so. Um, I mean, he is an entertainer. I mean, that's what he's been doing for a while. Absolutely. So. And he's charismatic, so that works. The role isn't asking much of him. No. Half of it is very stereotypical. He does yes. a lot of conventional stuff. But every now and then he does like kind of get the do a little mold breaking. There's one funny line where I'm, I mean, it's a spoiler. I don't know it's a funny joke. It's, it gives you an idea of what his character, where his character is. He's in the middle somewhere, yeah. where um, the the subcons show up to the army and they're like, "Yo, help us find oh, Bumblebee." And no. so they're having a meeting about it. My favorite. He's like, "They're called yes. Decepticons." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't say it with that emphasis, but yeah. he's like, he does, he's like kind of angry. about it. like, yeah. "They're called Decepticons." Doesn't that raise any red flags? <laughs> like, whatsoever. Yeah, and they're like, "No, we're gonna, we're gonna keep." Yeah. He's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> uh, so it has some humor like that, which I thought was very good. But the whole movie really yeah. is about the relationship between the girl Charlie and and, and Bumblebee. Yeah. yeah. It's smart, actually, the way they wrote all that. It's pretty good. Well, I think, you know, uh, the first one has the distinct advantage of uh, when people watch that movie, like, the effects of the Transformers and stuff was like, whoa. Like, yeah. You know? So, and then by the second one, it's still fun to watch. Yeah. But you're not blown away. So then you're now you're like, all right, now give me a good movie to go with these effects. Yeah. And, and the first one was their best movie of all of those Michael Bay ones. Mm. I think this one is maybe better than that first movie. Because really? Just because it's more simple. It's yeah. more simple and it's smarter in the way it tells its story. There's less MacGuffins, but will be himself is the MacGuffin. Yeah. So uh, that, that's also always a smart move when the thing that's driving your story is a character in the movie, as opposed to like find the eyeglasses <laughs> with the map etched into them. Uh, so you, then you can Sam find the wiki. cube. Samwit Wiki. Oh, I can like it. Uh, Samwit Wiki. Find the all spark to bring back the eyeglasses, so you can find the map to get to the pyramid to unlock. The key to get to the gate that will then finally end the war between the Autobots and the Scepter Cards on my batteries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's no 2001 reference there at the end. <laughs> Yes, so, so those movies are silly. Yeah. And they're fun, but they... Uh, I'll, I will see and read... I saw all the Transformers movies in the theaters. They, I will see them all because yeah. I love the effects. And the, yeah. You know, it's fun to see. Dude, those but, dinosaur bots that they have. So silly and stupid and dumb. The most ridiculous thing in the world. And you think about it for like even two seconds. It's like, like, oh, it's so no stupid. Sense. So you just yeah. watch them. But this one is different. This one is written in a way where when they introduce the... I was surprised by the end of the movie, Drew. Here's no spoilers. I don't give anything away. But when the end of the movie involves this character detail that they've been setting up for some reason throughout... And then it pays off. I was like, wow, they really like yeah. they really brought all these pieces of their movie together. There's nothing yeah. that's just thrown in here for the sake of being in the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, I, was, I was surprised by some of the, the finer details of the story and how there's no someone thought about this. They didn't just like write down shit. And then this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, no, they they thought about it and it was good. It's yeah. well worth it, I think. So I would think Steve, if you like the first Transformers movie, yeah. oh yeah, no, I'm willing to watch all of them. I I I I love the Transformers. I think it was really cool, and the effects still obviously yeah. they get better. Yeah, as time goes on. But that being said, so Steinfeld, she's really delivering like a 
strong performance here. A surprisingly yeah. emotional performance. Also, was this movie rated PG or PG-13? Uh, For some reason, I thought it was PG. PG-13. Okay, because, yeah, it's a, surprisingly splattery. Yeah. This movie for a kids movie. Yeah, really? So, yes, a couple times. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, that was weird. Yeah. I was not expecting that kind of a uh, visceral violence. Yeah. Um, you, well, you know what I want to see? Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch um, uh, Clerks the animated series? Never watched it. But I, I watched I think it, yes. one one or two episodes. Okay, well there is on like UPN channel. At some point, they start making fun of uh, like anime and how like all sorts of craziness you know happens. And, uh-huh. you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, in one part of it, there was um, there was a car that was a transformer, and like all the people got in the car, and then it transformed, and you see blood fly everywhere. Oh, no. <laughs> That's very funny. They did a joke on The Simpsons once where Homer was in like an Optimus Prime truck, and then when the, the truck changed with him in it, and he came out of the butt like a poo, like at first <laughs> it came out of his butt. I like it. Um, in this one, they do that where he does like it's showing the trailer. Well, where he, he, he he changes part with trans- people. He yeah, part, part transforms, but the, with, it seems like the insides where the people are always kept safe. It's kind of like the way it was in the cartoons. Yeah, he keeps the cab uh, intact. It's fun. Oh. They there's a lot of callback to the to the cartoon. It'd be nice though if one stuff. just one time the transformer like yeah he could do that, but like he's not paying attention. Oh, and forgets. my human! <laughs> that's the R-rated Transformers movie. That I'm sure we'll get one day eventually. That's where, you know, all yeah. these things go. Um, before that, we'll get a Transformers GI Joe uh, team up movie. Which oh that, man, that has to happen. If, yeah. it's all Hasbro. Might as well. I want. I no. They they need to follow the comic, the Hasbro GI Joe, the GI Joe. Mm. Well, yeah, they have so many. That they comic do a lot of. They yeah, have a no, lot of comic but, history. But, but that specific one set in World War Two. The World War Two one. With, uh, they can yeah, tie it all together. That's why it was so stupid. Penciled by Jay Lee. It's. Yeah, one of the top comics. The Transformers are all like ropes and pulleys. And yeah, but I mean, like when we, you know, when we got um, uh, GI Joe, they did like that uh, futuristic, like it was, I don't know, their newest kind of foray into the GI Joe world, and it was like nobody wants this. Yeah, give you mean, us. Stop, stop, you, you mean the mo- tattoo? You mean the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah the first movie. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know it was, it was like. It yeah. was a later installation of, you know, how things work. It, it was still done. Was it, it was wasn't The Rock in those movies? The Rock was in the second one. Mm-hmm. Direct, they, they directed by to. the guy who did the Step Up movies, I believe. Which so was, I was that's actually, how Channing Tatum got into it. No, that's how the guy got into G.I. Joe, because Channing oh, Tatum, yeah, he suggested yeah. the guy. Interesting. Because uh, he worked with them already. Yep. And John Cho, or John Chu, I think his name is. And uh, I had actually higher hopes for the second G.I. Joe, because it looked like they made it a little more action-y, less yeah. futuristic, like you're saying the first one was. Yeah, it wasn't the original story. Yeah, it wasn't. They no. did something else. Like, they and... didn't have the same villains. Actually, I didn't see the movie. Did well, they have the same they, villains? They, 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 actually, they did. They did. But they were not the villains. Except were... for JGL. Yeah. Because he gave a very campy, over-the-top, like, Cobra like, Commander. Yeah, Cobra. yeah. He went for it. But he was the only one in the movie really doing it, so it no, felt out of place. Yeah. Uh, if everyone else was doing it, then it would have... Everything would have had the works. same heightened feel, and it may have worked. <laughs> I just picture that as, as, as a type of situation, like, on set, where, you know, it's just him and everybody else in the movie and he's yeah. like come on you guys yeah and no one else to get into it the same way but he was so like going over the top i enjoyed him i thought he was a lot of fun but it wasn't fitting but on the opposite end of that spectrum you have in bumblebee Haley steinfeld who's doing a very grounded real performance that involves more than a fair share of 
her eyes tearing up in yeah. sadness. Oh, yeah. And she does a lot of that in scenes that are in a garage mm. with her and Bumblebee. And so, obviously, I'm thinking that a couple of times on set, what is she looking at? What is she interacting yeah. with? Is there someone there in a in some sort of green or, suit? Or is it just can, like a green a green foam box that is, she gets to hug? Is she, yes. Is she <laughs> hugging a box? How is she delivering this performance? It's a very emotional performance yeah. with obviously nothing. She's looking off camera at a PA that dumped her. Yeah, she's looking, yeah, she's looking <laughs> off camera at, at a bunch of fat. Uh, grips who are like uh, they got powder on their face from the from the catering from the donuts and yeah. you know, they're like oh, thinking about oh, I'm getting overtime for this one and she's like trying to do this very real performance oh, she's she's very good this this Haley Steinfeld I'm telling you Drew she's very good she's, she's going places she's gonna be around for a minute she's we'll already see. she's already I mean she's already been around she's already been around Cohen's put her in true Griffer yeah for exactly. Christ's sakes was uh, that the little girl yeah that's a girl. Okay. Yeah, she's now not that little anymore. No, she's, she's uh, definitely over 18. Yeah, yeah. And this one playing an 18 year old. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 19, 20, maybe something like that. Uh, I was going to say, an 18 year old can't play an 18 year old. No, no, no. You have to got yeah. age him up, age yeah. him down. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Or do like they did in 90210 and get at the 40 year old. Actually, woman. I think Jennifer Lawrence, uh, J Law, when she was 16, she played. she was playing her age in the movie Winter's Bone. Where she's like, I remember that movie. I mean, I didn't see it, but I mean, I remember it coming out. It's worth checking so out. So I didn't even know she was in it. Yeah, that was her first movie, pretty much. Wow. Uh, the first one that really got any like real acclaim. Yeah, it was, that was a while ago, too. It, at this point now, it's almost 10, 10 years ago, I think. Yeah. It was 10 years ago, pretty much. So she was a child. Uh, 16 years old. And oh, that's right. You said she that. was 16 years old and playing a teenager who was like raising her kid, her kid sister and brother, essentially, in the Ozarks, very poor family. Uh, relatives are like drug runners or drug dealers or something. Like it's ah. a really bad situation. I think it's on Netflix right now. Is it on Netflix or Amazon Prime? It's on one of the two. Winter's Bone. Worth if people haven't seen it, worth checking out for sure. By the way, you know, like when you go over, like you know, what I've been watching. Uh, one of those things is Ozark. Ozark. Yeah, I just since you said it, I was like, wow, well, I may as well yeah, bring that up. Right if, you, if it's on Netflix, you're like, you watch Ozark? Oh, you might be interested in Winter's Bone. Sorry. Winter's Bone. I'll look that up. Um, right. So, uh, Bumblebee. People should go see it, right? I think it's pretty good. I mean, yeah. It's worth watching. Definitely worth watching. Definitely I mean, good, good, good for the kids. Uh, even though it's PG-13, still good for the kids. Good, good family movie. Good emotional ride there. Well done. Not too cheesy. Not too sentimental. Uh, some good comedy. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a... Yeah, I like that. It's like a... It's just well-made. It's, it's well- like a cheese tray. There's so much mm-hmm. to choose from. Yes, exactly. A little <laughs> bit of Havarti, a little bit of Monterey Jack. Here's all some, in cubes. All... Yes. <laughs> except for the, the butt ends, which end up in little triangles, but those are a little thicker. You gotta take a... Got some of that rind. Get some of the bri- brie. Bri. Brie. Allison Bri. Brie. Allison Bri. The cheese? No, it's Brie. Oh, the actress. Oh. Sorry. Allison I'm still on cheese. Allison Brie. <laughs> I like her. She's good. Yeah, she is. She's good. Uh, she's right. adorable in uh, she's in, a, in everything. Well, that's true, but I mean, like uh, when I first saw her, which is uh, Community, yeah, 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 big breakup for her. A lot of great talent on that show. Oh yeah, and Chevy Chase. I was about to say Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Donald, he's an actual talent. Yeah, actual real like. Like scary, he's got, he's scary got talent. Yeah, he's got it. It's scary. It is. It's not. It's not fair. Uh, speaking of Netflix, let's do what you're watching. You mentioned off mic that you saw Bird Box. Yeah, I saw Bird Box. That's that Sandra Bullock movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was really good. Spoiler free review. Here we go. Oh really uh, yes. Yeah, spoiler free yeah. review. Okay. Um, here's the thing. Uh, this is definitely the thing to mention because you guys were talking about like yeah. your worst fears and all that kind of stuff. Not what it was. What it is is uh, and it started happening in Russia and. Uh, I don't even think it was Europe, but I mean, like it, it happened in different parts of the world mm-hmm. at different times, you mm-hmm. know, 
And um, so it's of course starts out with a crazy report, which reminds me of zombies, by the way. Yeah, you know, it's always or, like or like uh, the happening. Or, we don't yeah. know what's happening, but we're yes, you do. You've seen a damn movie. These <laughs> <laughs> movies exist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're always in zombie movies too. At least in Shaun of the Dead, he was like, "Don't say the Z word." Yeah, yeah at one point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least reference it once. Yeah, exactly. Um, but what this is, and you know, yeah, they're blindfolded all the time. The, the only way you're safe is that if you're in your house and you have um. They've been putting, like, newspaper over the windows and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Uh, because if you look outside, uh, what you'll see, and you never see it. There's When I say you never see it, I mean they don't even use an effect for it or anything. The effect that you do see is their eyes. Their eyes change. Okay. Um, not into, like, an all-glowing red or anything over the top like that either. Yeah. But, so what it is, so when you're outside or if you're looking, if you're inside looking through the, uh, out through the window, uh-huh. uh, you'll see something... And your eyes will change, and and what it is is, I guess you see, um, for a lot of people, it just seemed like a general depression thing, like they just started, uh, they they just relax their body, kind of, you know what I mean, yeah. and and start to cry or whatever, and then they would just kill themselves. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. So it's like the happening. So yeah. like for you know for uh yeah so for um. The uh, there, you know, there was a scene where she was a Cinder Bullock was a passenger, mm. and the driver just all of a sudden, you, you know, saw it and uh, crashed her car, you know, like tried to yeah. kill herself yeah, using yeah. the car, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, you know, stuff like that. And so it becomes which is it's interesting because I never thought like mass suicide would actually be something that would cause explosions and fires all over a city oh yeah well it depends on who's doing what but it made you it made you think about that though and you know what i mean like after five minutes i was like oh yeah i can see that yeah understand (laughs) interesting yeah so so you like like the way it progressed way it it resolved itself it didn't leave you no no it did it did a very good job of wrapping it up and you know yeah yeah. and 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 it, it just it was such an unusual circumstance you know i love the idea that um, you know, they have to get more food. Well, to get more food, they have to go outside and they have to memorize their steps. They have to do all these different things because they're they have to wear a blindfold. It 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 is really really good. Cool. cool. Uh, who was it? Did we talk about? No, I think it was Simon. There's a movie called Embers. Okay. It, I think that's available on Netflix possibly. And I saw this at the Florida Film Festival, and it's a movie in which uh, worldwide epidemic. People uh, cannot retain any short-term memory whatsoever. Ooh, that sounds familiar. And uh, so it's like four or five different stories all tied together and in, in very loosely of people wandering around in this like now new uh, post-apocalyptic weird society yeah. where nothing can happen because no one can like remember what they're doing. So, you so it's like Memento, but everybody instead of one person. Yes, and and there's like no you lose you lose those short term memories so fast. So yeah. uh, you can rent it on Amazon. It's on Canopy for, for streaming. On Canopy. So if you have a Never library, heard of that. Canopy is a cool service that has like tons and tons of movies. Um, if you have a library membership, you go to Canopy's website and you see if your library is listed on there, mm-hmm. and then you can for free sign up and watch all of these movies. Whoa. So here in Orlando, uh, Orange County library system as part nice. of it. Nice. So if you got one of those, you know. Yeah, right I know there. mine's seminal, but I'll, I, I'll check it out and check see. Check it out. Yeah. Free movies. And uh, it's interesting. It's worth checking out because it's like, oh yeah, this this, uh, this sucks. And one of the storylines is a dude who lives underground with his daughter. It's just the two of them. And they 
uh, it's like some sort of virus that's affecting people. So mm-hmm. they got underground before it hit them. So they they're living fine. Like they have all their they remember things. They're remembering things. <laughs> yeah. But since it's all the daughter knows, just living in this vault, she's like, I gotta, I want to get out of here. I want to go out into the world. He's like, if you do that, it's gonna be terrible. You you know, you're gonna die. Yeah, you'll pretty much send yourself to uh, death. It's interesting. Uh, so it sounds like. Yeah. Bird Box sounds like a better version, to be honest. Embers yeah. is pretty good, but Bird Box sounds a little better because it has Sandra Bullock. Yeah, and I, I I'm it's a always... su- I'm a sucker too for movies that have a name and like the name makes sense, mm-hmm. but they chose like it 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 doesn't uh, tell you about the plot at all. No, sure, it, it makes it sound it's evocative, strange. Of what's going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was because basically the, she uh, carries uh, a a shoebox and it's got birds in it. That's it. Okay, bird box. Yeah. It's the bird box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then it makes sense when you watch it. Yeah, because birds help somehow, I forget. Also, you're, uh, you are a famous Sandra Bullock fan. Oh, yeah. What's your favorite movie, Two and a, two and a Half Weeks? No. No. I, oh, Two Weeks Notice? No, I love that movie, but yeah. no. It is uh, While You Were Sleeping. While You Were Sleeping. Yeah. I, knew it was, I knew it was one of those. Oh, there we yeah. go. Uh, real huge uh, Sandra Bullock stand over here, which is cool, man. All right, so bird box. You give it a thumbs up. Yes. I don't know if I'd ever want to meet Sandra Bullock, though. Why not? She seems nice. Don't meet your heroes. She's not. Don't meet your heroes. No. No, uh, she's not. She's not. She, 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 she treats her fans like crap. It's a good game she runs. And oh, it's like, right. I would love to meet her, but like... But then you don't want to have her I, treat you like crap? Oh, yeah. I'll, it'll affect... Drew's like, right. Uh-huh. First off, don't meet your heroes. Second off, no more heroes. You shouldn't have heroes. <clears> and then, yeah, that's yeah. that's a bummer. Uh, well, let's do uh, what you're watching type thing. So you watch Bird Box. Anything else watching TV-wise? Maybe listen to anything? Or, uh, Christmas music these days? Like, uh, well, like I said, Ozark, Bowl. you know. Are you watching Ozark? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was listening to some Christmas music because uh, I had to do some for the uh, the sound bed for uh, tidbit, the Tidbits episode oh, that I'm nice. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. releasing tomorrow. Oh, nice. New Tidbits. Yeah. Excellent. It'll be the last of the year, and then uh, sure. yeah, and then it's going to be every week after in the new year. They're going to do a new, new episode every week. Yep. With the, the you announce it. Nope. <laughs> All right, that's so fifty-two surprising. weeks. Yeah, guys, we have, <laughs> there's a tidbit <laughs> surprise. A, a tidbit surprise around the corner. Yeah. Keep, but then yeah, new episodes every week. Awesome. Yeah, very exciting. It's gonna cool. be fun. Uh, all right, so we got we're watching Ozark and then, and then Bird Box, pretty much. Very cool, Drew. Chris, anything else you watching on top of Bumblebee or uh, re- you doing other stuff? Uh, rewatching uh, True Detective season one. Oh yeah, D- didn't you mention? That? I think you mentioned that. I don't know. Still doing that. That's good stuff. It's amazing. Uh, watched uh, the, the night before on television last night because yes. I couldn't sleep well. That's a fun movie. It is. Have you seen that one? The which one? It wasn't the night before with uh, what Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Seth Rogen, and Anthony no. Mackie. Yes, I haven't seen it. It's fun. It's it's, uh, th- it's three good. three friends who uh, have a Christmas tradition of going out and like trying to uh, having fun doing these things, but also trying to get into this party. And then on the one that they decide is going to be the last time uh mm-hmm. they finally get into the party things obviously don't go as planned mm-hmm. uh it's a it's basically a, a kind of a drug comedy it's a drug comedy mixed with like christmas, christmas carol sort Carol's, of vibes yeah because awesome. the freaking uh it's like daisy confused at christmas <laughs> sort of with, with, <laughs> it takes place over the course of one night yeah, yeah. with a uh with, with a magical what's his face michael shannon michael shannon he's he's a magical weed dealer 
Awesome. It's a weird movie. Right. It's really fun. I Raunchy really R-rated it. comedy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Seth Rogen does too many drugs back then, freaks out yep. and, uh, during his... <laughs> freaks out in midnight mass with his wife. His wife's mass. Yeah, wife's and she's the one who mass. gave him the drugs, so he, she knows what's going on. And he shows up in a in his uh, ugly Hanukkah sweater. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this sounds awesome. It's a fun movie. It, dude, it's fucking crazy. And the it's called, before. say it one more time. The Night Before. The Night Before, okay. Yeah, it's one of those. It was one of those types of titles that the first time he said it, when I said what movie, the reason is because yeah, it's it just kind of it's like what you say. What are those? The title of the movie went with all his other words. Yeah, <laughs> like what are those a semblance of words? That with the night, but it's the night before Christmas, yeah. and all through the house. Yes, not a creature was stirring, but then because they were all high. But then there's a running NDMC song like burr, 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 burr. <laughs> exactly. Uh, That's fun. Cool. All right. Very cool. I uh, finished reading book two of the Broken Earth series. Yes, uh, the Obelisk Gate. And oh, I should probably, so the, I should probably do that properly. The Obelisk Gate. And does uh, the pretty good. Does the Obelisk Gate make sense now? It makes so much sense. It's a very scary thing to try to open the Obelisk Gate, uh, but it requires a network. It's going to be very what, interesting. What about a st- something about a stone sky? The, the the stone sky is the third book, and uh, I don't know what that means necessarily. But, but stone is not really a good thing. How do you breathe stone? How do you breathe it? Can you breathe stone? What about what about uh, how do you li- how do you live as stone? That's another question. If you crush it up into a you know like you could you like a powder. Yes, and then you could breathe the finery of stone into yeah. your lungs. Powder that, stone. That sounds uh, healthy. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> the sky's made out of stone. This is a very wild book series that I'm enjoying very much. The very first book, all the books are right around 400 pages, right? But the mm-hmm. first one, it's like a huge story, part of the story that takes course over a huge amount of time. And then the second one is much more like small. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, smaller. Yeah. Here's a smaller chunk of time. Uh, like really getting some things going and we're setting up this third book now which is going to be the final 400 pages and uh, yeah I'm looking third, act, third act's going to be crazy third act it's going to be wild it's wild what they're trying to do I really want to say what they're doing what the ultimate thing that they're doing here in the third book and why they're doing it and everything but it's interesting how as you read the story these huge events that happen throughout the history of this of this whatever of the story yeah. uh, you have it's revealed who does what as you're reading it and like who is the narrator and who is this and who is that. It's interesting how the information is doled out. Okay. It's very smart in the way that the story is told. It's uh, it's a page turner. It's what they used to call a page turner. A page turner. You get to the end of a chapter and it gives and you just like, enough information. Like, oh, like, nope, next chapter. I want to know what happens next. I got to <laughs> know. Reading. It's binge reading. Yeah. How come people don't binge read anymore? I, I can't read. I, I haven't binge read. You can't read? I, I haven't read, binge read in a eyeballs. while. You haven't binge read in a while? I mean, the last time I did was uh, that uh, Martian and Ready Player One back-to-back. Oh, yeah. And then th- th- those became movies. Good, fun, easy Time reads. has come and passed. Those were, what, uh, how, how many years ago was that? Five years ago, I think, uh, now. Uh, About five years. It's been a while. It's so. been a while. Uh, these are worth uh, picking up and reading because they're they're well well written and and elegant and cool, uh, but also like still easy like almost beach reads, mm. almost very nice little little, little little maybe heavy on the sci fi stuff. A little di- little deeper, not sci fi. No more maybe fantasy. Okay, a little more fantasy gotcha. than, than sci fi. More actually, not even fantasy. It's almost getting to the point more of the point of um magical realism. Okay, cool. Yeah, I like it. So, so, sort of that sort of thing no. going on. It's really fun. It's good stuff. The Broken Earth series by N.K. Jemison. So that's what I'm. Uh, what what am I watching? I'm reading that. 
That's actually... Yeah, you're watching it in your head. I'm watching it in my head. Oh, man, it's impossible to make. <laughs> <laughs> Unfilmable is this thing with so with the way the, the way things happen on, like, atomic levels. Either on <laughs> atomic levels or grand, like, planetary levels. Like, you can't... I don't know. <laughs> you don't know how you'd film that? I don't know how you convey this kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> he, he, you need a narrator to pop up and just start explaining things like a, like a school lesson. <laughs> like, this is what this means. That means oh, what's going on? This is what I don't understand anymore. So that's what I'm doing. There we go. Um, let's see what time are we at here. Let's uh, let's take a break. I'm going to play Billy D's Christmas uh, Death at the Movies edition here. And then we'll be back with the second half. We've got a couple emails and then a whole bunch of uh, movie news stories. So uh, we got a second half to run there. All right? Yeah. Okay, here we go. <laughs> up my dudes merry christmas may all your unexpected bills be covered and your vehicular emergencies be minor i took a trip down to prospect park to meet up with friend of the show tim and go to the new nighthawk the new one is a great little six screen theater right off the park and it's actually really easy to get to for me they remodeled a classic old brooklyn theater that had gotten run down over the years this is another draft house style theater and the food is pretty good and we saw aquaman my expectations for this were low. I figured at best it would be fun, but that it's the last gasp of the Snyderverse, and ultimately, pretty inconsequential. What expectations I did have were all in James Wan. He's low-key one of the great popcorn directors of our time, so what was he going to do with Aquaman? Well, spoiler alert, he's going to make a stunning failure of a movie. About five minutes in, my small group started chuckling, and by the end it was an open roar of laughter. Not only us, but at least a third of the audience. This was aggressively dumb in so many ways, and dragged really heavily in places. It felt like a year was spent thinking up insane visuals, but a week was spent writing a terrible script, then three weeks shooting terrible script on green screens, and two years making all that terrible footage look amazing. Some of the production and art design was phenomenal. The VFX were really fucking cool. And the costumes were really silly, but cool, because they were consistent. Jason Momoa is a movie star. His charm and physique literally carry every scene he's in. But every scene he wasn't in was pretty terrible. Patrick Wilson does the best he can with what he's given, but I almost wished he'd gone bigger. 
Like, not full Eddie Redmayne, but close. And look, I can shit heavily on this movie, but it doesn't deserve it because I had a good time watching it. Some of the action scenes were cool, but felt a little wasted. They pulled back so far to show the scope of one battle scene that it just became two different colors of dots shooting lasers at each other. Pew, pew, pew! Like, how do you waste a crab monster army versus a great white shark army? Whatever. It's high camp. It's a stunning failure. My Christmas miracle is that I got through a bunch of urgently scheduled work in the last month. So after weeks of unscheduled long days, I'm back to working on my personal projects. I'm updating again on Instagram at BillyDSnaps, tweeting again at I Love Blood. This also means that Up a Stream is coming out soon. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Billy D. To the Magical Poo Show, Cinema Crespediso. Oh, that kind of went, that oh, sort of oh, rhymed. Oh, oh, oh. That was rhymish. That was sort of rhymish. You're rhymish. It's old rhymey. Sort of rhymey. Rhymey timey. Two timey. Uh, welcome back, Drusley Cogburn. How you doing? Chris Crespo, I'm here. Stephen Edgy, how are you? I'm awesome. All right. Excellent plugs, Drew. Where? Internet. At Antihair419, Facebook and Instagram. Damn straight. And follow at Drewster Cogburn on Twitter. It's not me, but it's worth a follow. It's worth it, guys. It's good stuff. Uh, Steve, online where? Uh, you can find me online. Uh, just Google Steve Etchy. Just do it. Yep. And that's all of my and stuff, my Instagram and go my from there. Facebook, just all that there. stuff. Just get on it. And then my personal email is steve.etchy at gmail.com if you want to send me an email. Yes. I'm, uh, I'm lonely. <laughs> He's a lonely man. Also, if you Google uh, PFT Media, it comes up with the um, our our website. Obviously, comes up first as it should, and then it has well, the other other. There are no other PFT Medias. No, that's why we uh, went with that. Boom. And then it gives you the the web tree, the like the subcategories, mm-hmm. and one of them yep. just says Kibetchi. <clears throat> yeah, I don't I don't know how that works, but uh, how... I mean, I got the first six to come up on my Google search. About PFT Radio Network, the major scale, Chris, author at PFT Media. Hey, that's me. The yeah. fantastic show and podcasts. Podcasts. Hey, yes. podcasts. That's us. Yeah. We do that stuff. From time to time. From time and to time. And videos. Look at that. We've been known to. From We've been time known to, time. to podcast a thing or two. <laughs> YouTube Media Public Group, Simon Time Trivia Show. 
Yes. Hell yeah. You listen to all this stuff at pftmedia.com. Also, uh, PFT Media Group in Facebook. Thank you very much. Yep. Yeah. As well as our Cinema Crespediso group. And then uh, if you want to hear, if you can't get enough of me for whatever reason, you can hear me help other podcasts do the best versions of their shows. For example, if I did an episode of Full Frontal Nerdity, people can go back and listen to that one. We had a great time talking about movies and nerdy stuff. Did an episode before that of, uh, oh, back in October of To a Certain Degree, and people can hear that on this. If you go to toacertaindegree.com, there's links there to that uh, uh, WPRK show. Ah, that yes. it, it's really good. Rocky did it a while ago, too. Rocky's in that show. Okay. And it, it t- records at 7 a.m. Oh, God. Yes. Okay, I think I changed my mind on what I want to do. Here. Monday, <laughs> Monday is at seven a.m. But it's uh, but it's good stuff. You want to hear that? We did a lot of improv on the spot, and it was it was a lot of fun. I'm just gonna purposely like not sleep the night before. Just stay up. Yeah, you can do that. We met at a Starbucks for yeah. a reason. Show up, with, <laughs> yeah. Reason. Show up with a Coke nose. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> this guy going eighties with gotta, it. Gotta stay up all night, Chris. Hey, Look, that's, coffee that's, just makes me shake. It doesn't make me not tired. And at, yeah, at this age, uh, you gotta go. You know, you gotta go a little stronger. You know what you're doing by this point. Uh, so people want to hear that that was a lot of fun and then what else it's already been a while since I did that uh, that DNA episode yep. that's I'm um, surely still probably the best episode that they've done and then there's <laughs> also uh, what a, that's another one that I've done recently it's, kill, it's killing me now I, I haven't so. you know, oh hard at work shout out to the hard at work guys Nick and Matt they've been on our show they're good guys it's uh, Matt right let me double check yeah Nick and yeah. Matt they're very good guys very nice guys uh, I helped them do one of the best episodes of their show so you can go <laughs> I can listen to that one as well I haven't I haven't uh, get, been a guest on a show in like a this is probably the longest stretch of time that I have. Really? Not well, well, then we gotta send you on a media tour, well, buddy. You're on, I was gonna say I don't count this anymore. By the way, yeah, no, you're, you're, on, yeah. you're just on between, our show. Yeah, you're on our between show. Between being on this show and then all the other shows that you're currently on, you would think so. Drew. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I used to say like you know, but you, like, but you need to be on other shows. Oh, and also very recently, Drew Chicago and myself, we did an episode of the Story Jones show ooh. and an episode of their member show. Remember that, Drew? Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, we regularly help them do some of their best work, so you can go. <laughs> That's why they keep having us back. Yeah. yeah. You know, if I hit up Trey one day, say, "Hey, I want to be on," they're like, "We're busy or we're booked." I'm like, "Oh boy." <laughs> oh. Oh boy. Get the ma- magic's gone, the, Chris. The reverse Crespo bump is in effect. Yes. Their, their numbers go it's, down. It's the Crespo dip. The Crespo dip. Hey, you want to get into that Crespo dip? That's when uh, you have a guy come on, say podcast listeners are trash, and your 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 uh-huh. listenership goes down. It's, it's come weird. Here. It's a weird thing. Yeah. I mean, they are terrible people. It's Cres- Crespo dip, so. The, yes. cre- the Crespo Dipso, Experience the Crespo Dipso by booking me on your show. <laughs> Speaking of which, by the way, I finally finished my Crespo 20 Oh, yeah? You got, <laughs> you got 20 down on your hundred. Very nice. That's because I don't count rewatches. Or else <laughs> the spy who dumped me would have gotten oh. you at least a 30. Oh, yeah. And and, and they would be, movie. like, in a row, too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's like, what did you do today? I watched the spy who dumped me four times. Just put this movie on loop. You know, yeah, only once once per. But yeah, the the hundo's wrapping up. As a matter of fact, a lot of people. I've been seeing a lot of actors on the Facebook. Yep. fucking people. Right about twenty wrapping up their hundos. People wrapping up. We're about twenty hundo finishers. Yeah. Uh, Bumblebee was my number ninety nine. So I'll somebody be watch happiness hundred uh-huh. before the. Right, that's gonna be your hundo <laughs> before what? the year is, is over. Hun- somebody, you guys gotta watch happiness. Not you guys. You guys have seen Oh, people it. need to watch Happiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Happiness, I don't think it's ever come up on someone's hundo. A lot of movies. Yeah, that's why yeah. we're going to do another hundo in 2019. A lot of movies didn't. A lot of people didn't. 
So I didn't see a lot I of movies that come up. I was surprised. We, I, I was surprised by the movies that some people chose to watch. Like what? Uh, Any particular uh, recent ones come to mind? Or? Who uh, who watched the Miyake films? Oh, Maggie, First Lady, the Patreon, patreon.com slash So Join our Patreon for anywhere from a dollar to five dollars to get bonus episodes. She saw what? She watched a Takashi Miyake movie, Visitor Q, as part of her hundo. Um, it's um, kind of harder um, to find a movie Japanese, that intense Japanese movies. A, a movie that I've ranted about how, you know, it, it, it kind of destroyed my psyche. Drew put out the Visitor Q challenge, yeah. which is, if you can sit down and watch this really messed up movie that involves um, a lot of drug use, incest, lactation... Necrophilia. Uh, necrophilia. What movie is this? Visitor Q, as in the letter Q. Right. Visitor okay. Q. I'll be watching that. And it's also shot on a digital video, but 2002 digital mm-hmm. video. Mm-hmm. So, oof, boy, it looks rough. Yeah. It takes a few minutes to get past the that. the roughness of the quality. Yeah. But then, but then, you know, as you then go it just down, gets weird. But then, but, incest is the best, is all I'm saying, guys. It, 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 but it, it gets. <laughs> Incest is the best. It so says <laughs> It gets weird and it stays weird. It gets weird, it stays weird, it gets weirder, stays weirder. It's yeah. good stuff. It's uh, also weird because my sister's in town, so now I'm, I'm feeling about weird about what I just ah, said. There you yeah. go, as you should. Yeah. <laughs> as you should. Um, yeah, for Hundo, Hundo's wrapping up. People wrapping them up. Mine's gonna be done pretty soon. So ninety nine was Bumblebee. So yeah. I gotta figure out. I'm gonna, oh, I got. I know my hundred. My I was surprised. So I'll be announcing I, with the hundred. I've seen a couple of people that later, are, uh, tomorrow when I finish the movie. A couple of people ahead of you. 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 you don't have much time. The, the, what? The, yeah, uh, yeah. Exactly. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm already in part way watching the movie. It's a very long oh, okay. movie yeah. that I'm watching. So what no, were you saying? I was saying like in the group, like I've I've seen where it's like Crespo Hundo, and it's like number. Oh, one hundred nine or whatever. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, like, I like I like the people that are going some past. Some people it. went crazy. It's very cool. I like the people that are. Yeah, going that was past really it. cool. Yeah, uh, some people embarked on a Crespo two hundo. Uh, just when they get to one hundred, decide to keep going. I think, right, I think that's very cool. Uh, I did pace mine out. I I hit it hard early on and banked them so I could pace it so I could hit a hundred. Right, like right at the end of the year. And I'll, I'll, well, you nailed it as far as like planning. Yeah, well, considering planned, you're on ninety nine, planned it up pretty well. Yeah, so I'll do. I'll finish up my hundred probably later tonight or tomorrow, and then uh, all these other movies we see will end up being one on one, one on two. We'll see. I'll get a little past the hundred. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got a sex tape you can watch. Okay, you, you, <laughs> is it yours? Oh yeah, is it an hour long? Uh, yep. It's <laughs> a lot of story in that. It's, it's a very angry story. An angry story. Oh, yes. boy, I don't know if I want to watch this one. This does not sound like my cup of tea. Towards the end, it gets a little bloody. Oh. No, I'm good. It's, I, a, it's a movie with just me. I'll, I'll pass. <laughs> it sounds like you're a personal remake of Antichrist replay all the characters. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah, I didn't know you were Didn't see it, but I've heard, uh, you know, all that stuff. Oh, the cement block stuff? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and the talking fox mm-hmm. and the baby at the window. Uh, it's a not a good movie. Well, I mean, it's well, not a, a more. It uh, seems like one of those. Movies hey, you got me thinking about Lars von Trier, and I'm not a fan. It's 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 it's, oh, it's known for a oh, scene, which is usually not a good thing. You know what I mean? Yes, it's known for. Uh, it's more notorious than it is actually it, right. Liked exactly. It's that type of deal. Kind of like a, what was that Cannibal? Uh, Cannibal the, Holocaust. Yeah, that movie is more well known for uh, just how for getting the director arrested by the Italian police for murder, and he mm-hmm. had to like produce the actors and be like, "Look, let's see, they're alive. Here they are." Yeah, <laughs> that was, this special is effects. It's a movie. It was all fake, but he made it in a mockumentary style. Yeah, before that was really a thing. A thing so they didn't get it. Well, and then they got arrested for you know killing stuff. 
yeah. for killing. Like for, they they killed a turtle that was like endangered. I don't think he was a that wasn't he was brought up on murder charges. Oh no, I'm just saying. Yeah, but to yeah, further no. things. That's well, the thing, thing is that the um he didn't kill the turtle. The tribes people that he was filming they were already killing. The they were already doing that stuff. And he just filmed them doing their stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, people were like, oh, you know, is that really cool for entertainment? You're like making a story out of it. It's like it was it was going to happen anyway. He just happened to film it. Right. He knew it was there, and he was like, yeah. I'm going to film this and present it as something else. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's literally a movie to see because it's messed up because it's a snuff film and, it's a fake snuff film and and that's it yeah so it's not good <laughs> it's no it's not good <laughs> but it is notorious but it's notorious yeah. because, but that's it, thing. because yeah, it's you... well made enough that especially for the time it's, yeah it tricked people yeah yeah so, oh i'm sure yeah exactly so is it good no but it's gross kind of like blair witch of that you know blair witch yeah. is it good eh, it i'm did not a lot it's, of it's not completely parallel it did an innovative stuff yeah it's, it's, that it, tricked people i mean it almost started that uh it, kind of homegrown horror evolution. It, it started a lot of that re-kicked it off 90s style mm. but then if you rewatch it now it's like a slower paced movie and yeah i couldn't get past the part where they were in the grocery store buying marshmallows i was like <laughs> i was like I, I can't do this they included the scene where they buy marshmallows it's like that now these days they just cut straight to the woods it's much yep. different just <laughs> blair witch the last like 30 40 minutes of the new one the blair witch the one that was directed yeah, by the guy the that, guest that was a weird one very relentless like 30 40 minutes yeah. at the end where it's like a modern 2000 something versions yeah. you know where it's like really whoa, whoa, yeah. Rah, rah, rah. yeah right when they get into the house especially the, when they get to the house yeah. the, the story, ending is so weird i don't yeah. even know what happened it's so weird the story of the uh like making of the movie though is so much more interesting it yeah. is. they should just make a movie about that it's absolutely unbelievable it'd be a better movie um email us cinema crespediso at gmail.com join our patreon patreon.com slash crespediso uh we just did a uh, bonus episode about Universal Pictures and the history of that. People can listen to that. We also, that's where we're doing our Orlando Burger Odyssey episodes. Mm. Uh, Steve, we have to get you as a guest. Yeah. On the Orlando Burger Odyssey. It's going to be all fun. Just don't make it like a fat burger. Uh, not around here. There is no fat burger around here. Okay. I'll give you the list of places. All right. And you can choose one. Okay. You'll get first dibs. Oh. All right. Ooh, I like that. Uh, so, cinemacrespedisa at gmail.com. Email us. We'll read it. Drew Coburn. Uh, I got an email from Gabe. Well, sub Gabe, the great one of our uh, patrons. It's uh, Christmas is here. Yes, Merry Christmas to all of you. Yes. What up, show? What up? This Christmas, I had to dig into my emergency funds to get a new phone. Oh, see, that's the Christmas spirit. There you go. I cracked my new-ish phone on Halloween, and it had been months without a case. Well, last week, I did it. Rolling out of bed, it crashed to the ground, and the damn screen wouldn't turn on. Uh. In between checks, I had to pull from my savings at a penalty. Rocking the new phone now, which is caseless, but I live life in the fast lane. Yeah. Turns out if I waited a couple of days, I could have acquired a Galaxy Note, so there's that too. Hey. Oh, happy days. Merry Christmas, Gabe. Gabe, the great. We appreciate it. I've broken my screens on my phones before, but I've never had it not work. I mean, my screen's cracked as fuck right now, but my phone still works. Yeah. So I I keep using it. Knock on IKEA wood. Yeah. (laughs) I've never never cracked a screen. My phones have broken in other ways. Yeah. I've never cracked a screen. I've had to send phones back for fried motherboards and broken. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. My last phone, the motherboard fried, I had to send it back for a new one. The phone just turned off one day. It wouldn't turn on. Looked it up online. Apparently, that phone had a habit of uh, just Doing burning that. it out on people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lens came loose on my camera once. Had to send it back to get a new camera fixed. But uh, never cracked a screen. Yeah. Mm. I also got a case. Gabe, got a case. 
<laughs> you really are living life. Yep. Fast and I mean, fast he, and loose. He, he cracked two phones in a matter of three months. Yeah, come on, buddy. That is that's a lot of money down the drain. See, that's also part of the Christmas spirit. A good part of the Christmas spirit is um, self sabotage. Yes, that yeah. that is essential to Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, yeah. Buy the used car, and then it breaks down. And you well, you bought an you old bought used, used car. car. <laughs> Go figure. Of course, it broke down. Mm-hmm. You didn't have a mechanic look at it. Yes, or not one that you should have trusted. Yes. Should you be doing that when you buy a car? I mean, sometimes. It helps. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Got an email from Ron. Ron the Great. We love Ron. He is fantastic. Another one of our our main patron, our homie patron. Uh, The choice is made in Aquaman. Oh, he watched Aquaman. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Uh, Doing that text-to-speech email. Hang on. His emails are crazy. Yeah. We're going to have to set up a voicemail system for people to just go in. So we can hear one. Also, the whole thing. Oh, Something about the actors and the director. I don't get it. Oh, come on. <laughs> Just read it verbatim then. All right. The choice is made in Aquaman. And then the, it's the word boo, B-U. The and choice then, is made, boo. And then S-P-M-E. But, okay, but some of the actors and the director is its downfall. There we go. There but we go. some. But some. Yeah. Of oh. the actors and the director is its downfall. The story mm-hmm. and the CGI are on point. Mm-hmm. Momo is great and funny. Mm-hmm. The other who try to do comedy fall short. Oh. Uh, he is a brute of a star, but still a star. Okay. Bumble- Bumblebee is an 80s movie about lo- being lost and finding yourself again. Yes, yes. Uh, it's amazing how two different entities need one another. Mm-hmm. I see this as a reboot, and it's done right. Mm-hmm. It was fun and full of feelings. Women writing at it at its best, and a fitting finish for my hashtag Crespo Hundo. Now, what is the design? Oh, yes, the uh, t-shirt design, the Crespo Hundo design. Still got to whip something up. I'm going to whip up something that's going to be underwhelming and not that great. But you know what, guys? It's a free t-shirt, so so don't complain. Yeah. Uh, Who has a better breakfast, McDonald's or Burger King? Order on the table Burger King. breakfast. Burger King. Burger King. What do you say? Um, bur- uh, actually, better breakfast. No, McDonald's. I'm going McDonald's. Why do you say Burger King? What are you? What are you picking over? What egg and cheese croissant sandwich? The croissant sandwich is good, but I'm uh, sick of croissant. I love it. I hate egg McMuffins. Croissant sandwiches are good. I would go with the croissant sandwich over McMuffin, but I would go biscuit over I go, McMuffin. Exactly. I go. I go with the biscuit, and McDonald's biscuit is pretty on point. Yeah. Yes, but what about uh, the sticks? The uh, the uh, the cinnamon sticks? The, yeah. yeah I, I don't, they're uh, they're what, what is it? Uh, French, French toast sticks. French toast yes, sticks. Those things are amazing. I, I they can be. I try not to do really sweetness for breakfast, really. So uh, I also prefer the hash brown planks over the hash brown coins. Top, yeah, the things, top things. Yeah. Uh, and I got to say also, what's the other one I was just thinking? Uh, I'm scratching. Oh, every now and then, if you really want like a heartier breakfast, uh, Burger King, I'll just throw a whole bunch of meat on a thing. For a while, they had that like half almost a foot long remember that double meat breakfast sandwich no this thing was disgusting there's so many calories uh i had it once i was like this is incredible uh <laughs> no they do um the steak the quote steak uh egg and cheese sandwiches at mcdonald's that are on bagels mm-hmm. and it's uh you get that with the always get the round egg substitute over that folded egg because mm-hmm. the folded egg is more of like an emulsified pre-made eggs type of thing but if you get the round egg that's the cracked egg that's just cooked yeah that's, that's, it's, it's more steamed. it's the real thing it's, yeah. but it's the real thing you know so you get it with the round egg you get the, the steak egg and cheese bagel sandwich that's like a quick 800 900 calories in you to, to start your day to go out and work the fields and like really yep. burn off all those you know, or sit in an office or all day it's your screen you know there's like a staircase <laughs> up and down a few times during the day it's kind of tiring so yeah. i take it two stairs at a time. uh is it a laundry basket or a hamper I have a hamper. Laundry basket. I have a hamper and a laundry basket. I have both. Yeah, I have both. 
I have a laundry basket. Yeah, you have a laundry That's basket? It, yeah. I, I have both. Yeah. I put my dirty clothes in the hamper. When it gets full, I transfer it to the laundry basket to take it down to my utility room. Uh, Genesis or SNES? I was a Genesis guy. I had Genesis. I had, Gen- Super- I had Genesis. I'm Genesis. Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. I like. I think Super Nintendo's better, but uh, I had a looking back. I, I do think Super Nintendo's better, but I I just happen to have Genesis, so it was Sonic for me. Yep. Ah, yeah. uh, got a PS from Ron. Oh, PS. Yeah, uh, I love those. Uh, John Cena was hella charismatic in the villain role. He's talking about Bumblebee. Bumblebee. John uh, Cena, great. He was a good brute with a sharp tongue as well, yep. and he looked good in a uniform. So, a, oh, big, yeah, there's a surprise. He's a big, handsome man. <laughs> so two actors known more for their physical prowess lead to a Crespo Dome battle. Crespo Dome battle. Oh, John Cena and Jason Momoa. Naked and adding a round of who has the better ass. Okay, so... Wait, okay, it's between who, you say again? John Cena and Jason Momoa. And Jason apparently Momoa. they're fighting to the death naked. All right, so two men enter Crespo Dome, one man leave. First, who is the better actor, John Cena or Jason Momoa? Naked. Ooh. Who's a better actor? Nikki. Who's a better naked actor? Who's a better naked actor? Uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to guess Momoa. Momoa. Yeah. He just has more experience than I think so. John Cena. Especially naked yeah. actor yeah. in Game of Thrones. No, exactly. He had his shirt off for... A... But then again, John Cena pressed around his underwear That's for true. a long time. That's right, true. No, um, not underwear. Jean shorts. Oh, really? He's a jean shorts guy? He was a jean shorts guy. I'm he sure he'd spend extra time. He wore jorts. He wore jorts. But he was shirtless and very ripped, so yeah. you, you so would, you're fine with it. So yeah. you wouldn't laugh at him, right? Not not at his face anyway. No. Uh, really, better actor Momoa, but who would in a fight? I'm going Cena because he's a fake fighter. No, exactly. He actually knows like maybe how to fight. He knows some fake fighting. If he no. knows some fake fighting, you can do some real fighting. Whereas Momoa, he, the CGI fighting, he can bring CGI. It's a life he, for real. He does CG fighting, and I mean he, he can ride a horse. Yeah. He did fight. He did fighting in. Uh, oh shoot, I don't remember what it was called, but there is a uh, there's a movie. It's only 90 minutes, which is the reason I chose it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has Jason Momoa. It's mm-hmm. on Netflix. I can't remember what it's called. It's one of the newer mm-hmm. ones. It's like yeah. Raven or something like that. Or I thought he has a few. That was a series. Is that a series? I think so. He has a series. He has a movie. He has. I think there's a movie he directed that uh, is out there now. He's in a bunch of stuff right now. Wow. Um, so you would go well, anyway, he does a, quite a bit of fighting. Quite a bit of fighting. So would you yeah. go with him with him? Or yeah, I'd go with him. But then who who has a better ass between the two of them? I can't I can't picture their ass. I, I can't picture their ass either, but I'm going to say Jason Momoa. I'm going to go with Momoa just because it's probably a, t- it's a Tanner ass. Yeah. So Tanner always looks better. I mean, yeah. Well, that, I mean, he, and he's now, I'm uh, imagining super fresh off of Aquaman, so I'm sure he is properly ripped. More toned. Oh, I'm seeing it as always toned as well, though. You know, he, he never knows when he has to be called yeah, in to do a I WrestleMania mean, main event. Yeah, but he's not, he's, he's not like The Rock. Uh, Drew, do me a favor and do a Google image search of Momoa ass. <laughs> and then do one of Cena ass. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to but, judge on but this. But do it from your computer. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to pick Momoa for this. I just like him so much more. I like him too. Uh, so images? Images, Cena ass. Well, oh, okay. Well, well I mean, Momoa J- Jason Momoa was naked in an episode of Game of Thrones. So there we go. Th- there is literally, that is his butt. Okay, okay. We're going to leave this up to Drew. Drew's doing the research, and he's going to let us know definitively... Okay. Uh, who has the better? I don't ass. know anything about guys' butts. They, they they both actually have asses, and I don't. So. They have asses. Yeah. So it's a tie. <laughs> Congratulations, gentlemen! You have asses. Yeah, I don't have much of an ass. Mm, I don't understand. I don't do any of the workouts necessary to develop no. those muscles. You can you can do the muscle. You can do. There are what are those exercises? They they, they exist. They involve a lot of um. Having like uh, bands between your legs and doing a lot of resistance, leg resistance and butt resistance. Oh, I've done that. Yeah. Hey, I did that for my physical therapy for my back. 
Oh, there you go. If you do it more, maybe you got a nice butt. You can you can work those butt muscles. Oh my god, glutes. I'm gonna crab walk around my house. But then if you stop doing that, those exercises, does your butt go away or does it get flabby? And then you get a big flabby butt. It looks deflated. (laughs) Right. That sounds bad. Sounds, Sounds worse than no ass. Is that it? that's it for Gabe's email uh, and Ron's email? Yeah, that's yep. it for both that's of them? Got. And that's it for emails? Yes. All right, let's get into some movie news. We have a lot of movie news stories. This is a weird story. Um, uh, it, Court Justice John W. Hallett is on the, is a judge in Lee Ray Town, and he was there for 15 years, but he had to step down because Lee Ray Town has a little film festival called the Snow Town Film Festival. And apparently in 2017, uh, the Snowtown Film Festival was honoring Vigo Mortensen. Ooh. And uh, a lawyer who worked the film festival, Terrence Brennan, filed a complaint against this judge. Because this judge apparently told him, you and Vigo Mortensen should get a hotel room and suck each other's dicks. Whoa. Whoa. Yes. So he sued him for that. Uh, sending a complaint, he was subject to Justice Hallett making oral a oral sex gesture and patting him on the cheek before saying, there, there, little boy. Uh, <laughs> so the former, now former court justice allegedly described the Snowtown Film Festival as, quote, about the gayest thing I have ever heard. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. So uh, now several months later, this guy had to step down as a judge. Well, this, that's the way it works. In this when little you, New York town. When you say stuff like that these yeah. days. So, what do you guys think? Joe? But his uh, feelings get hurt. Should he? Should job. he have stepped down? Though he's a judge. Should he have stepped down just for telling some dude to suck each other off. I mean, it's not it, very judge like. It, not very. I mean, as a judge, you probably shouldn't be saying that stuff in public. Once mm-hmm. again, it, it, I think it's a case of people not realizing the age in which we live right right where literally if you are out in public anything you say you might as well just can and will recorded. be used against you yeah. in a court of law and, it, and, and these it, are their stories and listen, <laughs> it, 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 it's been recorded it's been recorded. whatever you're doing it's being recorded yes. just assume that it is and if it's not being recorded you, uh someone will remember it yeah at least half remember it so, so record it yourself so that when someone half remembers it, you can play back the recording and say, like, no, this is what really happened. Like, say, no, see, I used... I actually murdered this motherfucker. I actually used him. I, I really did use the N-word. See, listen, here, I recorded yeah. myself. <laughs> Why would you do that? You're an insane person. Um, Frank Oz. Frank Oz? Legendary Frank Oz. He did uh, puppet work and voice work, voice of Yoda, mm. and uh, he's still working. Like, they got him to do Yoda for The Last Jedi and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, he hasn't really worked with any Muppets, though, ever since the Muppets have been sold to Disney. Okay. And Disney's been making Muppets stuff for the mm-hmm. last few years. So, uh... Yeah, well, Jason Segel wasn't bad. It was fine. I liked that movie. But then they've since done another movie that uh, wasn't as well-reviewed. They did the TV show that has gone away. Did that whole weird thing where Kermit and Miss Piggy, like, split up. Yeah, And strange. they were going through, like, a mid- midlife crisis. Yes, that was weird. I, I mean, weird? I only heard about it. I, I didn't see it. No, I didn't watch it either. We got, it wasn't reviewed yeah, well. No, it was not reviewed well. I got, just keep fear, hearing stuff like that, and I'm like, dude, they're getting adult. Yeah, like, why is that even happening, though? That's what happens when these things stick around too long. We end up with uh, midlife crisis Kermit, and uh, racist mm. Atticus Finch was at the same time. Mm. And it was like, why are all these things happening? Um, so someone tweeted Frank Oz about the Muppets, and were like, in reference to the Disney Hollywood studio was doing a big makeover for Star Wars, so they're hoping a lot of them up and stuff sticks around. Anyway, Frank Oz tweeted, So far, the writers Disney has employed don't know 
how to write for the Muppets. I imagine their hubris makes them believe they can, but the characters need writing that has depth and honesty. I suppose a version of the Muppets will survive, but they won't be true. Oh Frank Oz throwing I mean, not public Henson. shade at Disney. Well, it's still Henson, but it's also Disney. Mm-hmm. Fine, so you know. Disney owns so many different things. Yeah, they own it all. It's pretty everything. Crazy. It's pretty crazy. I mean, they probably own us, Chris. I mean, we don't even know it. They probably do. Have you guys watched the Men in Black trailer? Yes. No. You, you did? Yes. I haven't seen it. What do you think? It looks good. Yeah? I'm actually... Pleased? Pleased and kind of into it. Yeah? I mean, it's not... Obviously, Chris Hemsworth and Tess Thompson have chemistry. Right. We uh, are looking at the reunion Thor, of Ragnarok. Thor and Valkyrie. Exactly. From Thor Ragnarok. So, so that's a lot of fun. With, and the way they seem to be playing this, it, it seems like a fresh start for the MIB franchise. Hell, I wouldn't be surprised if... I'm not sure if after this movie there will be a sequel with them, but at this point in time, they can throw any duo in a fucking black suit and a pair of shades and have them fuck around in that universe. Yes, we just need to get people used to the idea that Men in Black doesn't have to be Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones is an old man. Yeah. Doesn't want to do his stuff anymore. He's pretty much a retired they were, man. They were really good together. They, yeah. they great, were. They had it. it great combo it because it's yeah. that great, you know, Will Smith is very charismatic in the way of like, I'm gregarious and talkative and in your face. Tommy D. Jones Tommy is Jones an is old like, curmudgeon. He's like, mm. <laughs> he's been an old curmudgeon since he was like a 30 year old man. He's like, hmm. <laughs> they did a good job of uh, making Josh uh, Brolin look I thought like, he was a great young Tom Lee it Jones. Was, it, he was a really great casting choice. And I really liked Men in Black 3. I, mm-hmm. I was just talking about this to someone else the other day. I thought that was a really good movie. I enjoyed it much more than the second one. Um, but I was also fine with that being the end. Like, okay, this is a good way to end the franchise. Tommy yeah. Jones, he's now a rancher in Texas. He doesn't give a shit about movies anymore. Uh, Will Smith is doing his own thing now. You know, whatever. Whatever uh, he does. But I think you're right, Drew. They are now like showing that they can put any two people in these suits, throw them out there, and do the same sort of alien type investigative story, yeah. and we can have a good time. Just gotta pick the right people. Hemsworth exactly. and Thompson. I think those are the right people. Yeah, yeah exactly. I like, them. I like them both. They're good. Um, I'm gonna try to look at stories. Speaking of trailers, I didn't watch this trailer either. Maybe you guys did. The Hell. I, I I meant to watch the trailers ahead of time. I didn't. The Hellboy trailer. I've seen it. All right. What do you think? I'm not. I yeah, I've think, only seen still images. I think that the idea for the story is cool. For for whatever. I what, are, even, what are they selling? I even think they did. I mean, it's the same thing that they've been set. Got to stop some, so, someone else been, from using evil to take over the world. Well, no, some sort. The underlying thing that you know, Hellboy is supposed to bring about the apocalypse. Yes, blah blah blah. blah. And so, people are trying to make that happen. Yeah. And he's like, no, man, I'm gonna just uh, yeah. So, here but, and, and I like I I like the initial casting. I like the idea. I think Hellboy looks funny as fuck. And still images his face. It, he does. It looks really weird. It doesn't it, look good. It looks real. It, it looks the same in the moving images, dude. It yeah. does not. I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm going to see this movie. It just looks faker, right? Yeah. It, it does look, not look as. It doesn't look as well thought out for whatever reason. It looks cheaper. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Because it doesn't have that Guillermo del Toro grandiosity to it. It's Neil Marshall. Neil Marshall has done a lot of horror, mostly horror. Uh, Maybe that's why it's definitely, it, it feels like more of a horror makeup. And that's what he does. Uh, the Descent, the one with all the, yeah, the spelunking ladies yeah, the, stuck underground. The ladies in the caves. Um, 
Doomsday, which is the uh, Escape from Glasgow. Uh, yeah, Escape from Glasgow, the lady. Yep. Um, there was uh, with uh, who was it? Rona Mitra, I believe. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a fan. I like Rona Mitra. I that Rona movie, Mitra. That sounds really fun to say. That it's is a great name too. Yeah, yeah. Rona Mitra. Is a great name. Rona Mitra. That Rona Mitra. movie was, is actually oh, it's Rona Mitra. quite good. I, I enjoy. <laughs> it. I think it's good. I don't. It's like, actually worth watching. I don't like his proclivity towards the hyper moving camera. A yeah. lot of. He a lot of that. He tries to find his action in camera movements and editing as opposed to just the action itself. Yes. But I like his style and stuff like that. Um, Dog Soldiers, the movie he made back back in the day, which is a war movie, but uh, there's also werewolves. Nice. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. Dog Soldiers? Yeah, Dog Soldiers. It's pretty cool. So he's got a spotty record, but he's an interesting director. I Actually, his best work, maybe my favorite Neil Marshall thing, is the two-part Game of Thrones episode that was the uh, Attack on the Wall Oh yeah, the 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 battle at the wall yeah, with the, the battle, giants yeah. and everything, where they stop the giants. Uh, I really that, he did that two parter. Uh, some of the bigger Game of Thrones episodes he's he's done. So, uh, he's he's doing this new R rated Hellboy. Yeah, I mean it feels maybe it's that, probably cheaper because it's R rated. Maybe that's why I don't know. It's it does. Deal. It still doesn't. It just doesn't. But you know what? R rated movies don't have to just be look cheap uh, or be cheap. The John Wick movies are R rated. And the first one didn't cost that much money, but they and all look looks great. Great, yeah. John Wick three. I know they're they're ramping up to coming out. The marketing now it's starting to happen. Are you, are you a fan? Yeah, I know you are. Yeah, that's fan. right. We got you to finally watch them, and then you. Yeah. I think you sent me a voicemail that you're like, "Oh my god, I love this movie. I've seen it twice now, or something." Yeah, and I just bought it. Okay, now yeah, the first John Wick series is great. Now they this is their third movie. It's about time that they've made some sort of step that I feel like Ugh, I don't like this. It's about time that they made a mistake because no movie series or movie can be you know this good. Perfect. Yeah. John Wick sequel is called John Wick Chapter 2. Mm-hmm. I thought they were just called John Wick Chapter 3. Why not? You already established a Chapter 2 titling premise. Yeah. I thought that was weird, too. I don't. I do not like this title. <laughs> I do not like it. Do you know what the title is? Nope. The title is uh, John Wick 3 colon Parabellum. They just added some random I words. Hate so I hate the call when they du- use colon. Well, now, 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 and then they throw a word. Now he's 007. Now it's level seven. So now expect John Wick colon resurrection. John Wick colon apocalypse. John the John Wick identity. The Wick ultimatum. The Wick <laughs> supremacy. You know, yeah. uh, John exactly. Wick takes Manhattan. Yep. Uh, the John Wick the final nightmare. It's, we're, we're, we're getting them all now. Yeah. You know, John Wick versus Predator colon <laughs> requiem. We're getting them all. It, it's so silly. I hate these titles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now the director did say he can. He does see the John Wick franchise is going on indefinitely. And he means yeah. it definitely. Like, not only do we just follow John Wick, but then we can branch out to these Follows characters. to stay in this assassin universe. Yep, it's either the Stars Network or Showtime is doing um, the Continental, which is a John Wick spinoff series. Yeah. Oh, oh wow! Just based just on based on Lance the hotel. Reddick. With the, and the hotel, I think yeah, Lance Reddick, uh, Reddick as a concierge, could it be the concierge even, I, Michelle. I think so. Yeah, awesome. I, I would man. I would watch that show. Yeah. And, so the, and the assassins checking in and out and and having to deal with their shit. Um, so you know there there are plans to keep expanding the John Wick universe, which is cool. So they've been expanding this uh, this world. So they have they released two images, and one of them is him walking side by side with uh, Halle Berry's character yep. in a desert. In a desert with a couple of dogs. Apparently, shot in Tunisia is where he did that. And then they shot a lot of stuff in New York as well. So mm. there you go. I'm looking forward. To no, yeah. yeah, I mean I'm gonna watch all these John Wick movies as long as Keanu's in them. Yeah, or un- involved in or, some way, or until you know if they introduce a new and compelling character, I might follow them. Right in this universe. 
the, co- the character played by Common was pretty great. I liked, I liked his, yeah. But not coming back for the third one, so that's a bit of a bummer. Unless they're saying he's not coming back just to hide the cameo. I'd like to see Ruby Rose come back. But did she, didn't they kill her? I'm pretty sure she's dead. I think they killed Did they her. kill her? I don't remember now. I can't remember. Everybody I, dies. I, I need to rewatch. I need to rewatch. No, her. no, no. He stabbed her, and she like kind of felt... Like slid down the wall and fell. Oh yeah, no, because he stabbed him in her. But she's like, hey, "Listen, you can take this out and follow me and bleed out, or, yeah. or you can go to the hospital." I thought that was common. That was that was him too, though. He was kind of the same. I don't deal. remember. But it both didn't, of them? You know what? I, mean, I don't she, remember. He yeah, stabbed her, it, but it was like uh, there seemed to be just from the looks they were giving each other an understanding that she wasn't going to die, but she could no longer do anything right at that moment. Right, that she had to take care of herself before she could. Die. Right. Yeah, bring back characters. I'm all, I'm all for bringing back characters. Um, but I mean, in retrospect, they can always say like, "Oh yeah, she did die," or "No, she didn't." Like you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I pulled this story just because uh, we already mentioned it. But Aquaman making a ton of money. He already made seventy million dollars here, three hundred million dollars worldwide, two hundred of it at the Chinese box office. Mm-hmm. Chinese box office just getting bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, plateaued for a minute. Now it's picking up again. It's picking up steam again. As a they make so many movies, it's ridiculous. They do make a ton of movies, and they only allow a certain amount of well, for them movies. foreign films, American yeah. movies, because they don't want the Chinese government doesn't want to go to a movie to see every screen take Aquaman, Star Wars, and everything. Avengers. They want their yeah. movies up there making money, but they have to let some of these in so their theaters can make money because people do want to see these films. Some of them, Aquaman, one of them, making over two hundred million. Warner Brothers' biggest movie in China. Yep. Setting records over there in terms of uh, um, foreign films and comic book movies for Chinese box office. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're just getting started over there, getting started here. All this money is making, obviously, getting more Aquaman movies. A huge first. Creed 2 mm-hmm. just got approval to be released in China. Oh. Coming out January 2019. The first of all any Rocky-related movie to come out in theaters in China. Interesting. Nice. Yeah, so there you go. That's weird. Breaking down breaking down barriers. There. It's actually interesting that it is a black-led film, a black character as the lead actor, uh, and the prevailing theory forever has been that movies featuring black actors don't travel well internationally, and then the point to stuff like, um, like Denzel Washington movies... Uh, don't make that much money or Jamie Foxx movies don't make that much money Will Smith movies don't travel as well so maybe there's some truth to that that black led American movies don't make as much money internationally and is that why is that is it you know is it racism can you implicitly play I'm not, I'm not it's, sure. not necessarily, it's not necessarily racism or is it just sure. a prejudice it's, it's, it's is it just, just a bigotry is it just well, not no, really seen what is it you know America has like a very large quote unquote African American population uh, there's a reason for that and they have a very specific story uh, and a, a very specific, you know, thing that happened to them. Mm-hmm. So maybe their story just doesn't, doesn't translate as well, well. Yeah, right, internationally right. for that reason. Black Panther did uh, pretty well internationally, but made a lot of its money here. Yeah, yeah so that was interesting. Um, got a couple of interesting Netflix stories here. First off, Netflix plans on releasing 90 movies next year. That's fucking insane. Pretty much two movies a week. No, oh, wow. 90 movies. So it sounds like a lot of garbage is going to come out. So if you're doing the Crespo Hundo, hashtag Crespo Hundo 2019. You can just sit at home. You don't have to go to the theater. You don't have to go to the theater. You'll be able to Netflix your way through the entire yeah. and, 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 and I'm sure if you also have Amazon Prime, you can get the other 10 off Amazon. <laughs> Easily. Yeah, because they do their own movies. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Uh, people have been saying the prevailing theory is that the streaming services will be cutting into 
people going to the movies? Why would people go to the movie theater if so much stuff is available on streaming? Because the, it's an experience. Right. Now, someone has uh, done the research. They've actually looked into the numbers. Let me see if I can. I want to get the name of who it is. EY's Quantitative Economics and Statistics Group. Sounds very official. Oh, yeah. It sounds like something I'm going to remember. They sound, exactly. Very <laughs> memorable. They looked into it. They they did the surveys. They did the numbers. And they determined that the people who uh, do the most amount of streaming and stream the most amount of hours on average per week are the same people who go to the movie theaters the most. Oh, there we go. So they just consume anyway. They, they're just consumers of tent voracious tent consumers as much as we can sling they, 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 they're they lapping up all the tent we can sling you know? <laughs> we're slinging the tent everywhere and they're lapping it up and they're like oh, la, 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 la. and you're like tent tent <laughs> and they're like give me that tent that's what they're doing yep. the same people who do it via streaming also go to the theaters people who don't go to the theaters already don't stream they're not much. streaming as much they're streaming on average four hours less a week than people who do go to movie theaters so it turns Turns out Netflix, Amazon Prime, they are not in direct competition with movie theaters. Now, this is now the average movie ticket in America is still about eight dollars and fifty cents because they're still in the middle of America. Plenty of cheap tickets. Plenty of cheap tickets, plenty of movie theaters where a lot of matinees and stuff, you know. So people in New York and LA and even some theaters here in town in Orlando are Winter Park right here where yeah. the matinee is nine bucks, nine fifty. So here, the average movie ticket is like eight eight fifty. It's like man, that's, yeah, that's low. Crazy. That's really yeah. low. Yeah. That being said, so that's the average movie ticket. 2017, 2018, we're setting records for box office, uh, not attendance but revenue. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that more and more people are going to the movies, but movie theaters and movies are making more and more money than they have been in a long time. Mm-hmm. So the def- dollar bills are falling out of pockets while while they're watching the movies. That must be it. Is that what's going on? Because uh, the the death of theatrical movie going is is uh though that is they've been predicting that for years now and it's like way too premature reports of those deaths are premature yes uh, i mean it will happen but yeah well, it, it, the communal experience is so special it, there is so many people s- that's why they don't go but there's still enough people where it's still very viable. I was thing. about to say. Yeah. I mean, I that's what, that's, that's kind of my point. I may be a little picky and choosy about what movies I see in the theaters, yeah. but there's something about the big screen and the sound system and, and the, the audience as well. And speaking to that, I am picky and choosy about movies I want to see with a crowd. Yeah, there are some movies when it part two comes out next September. I want to see that. Friday night in a full theater yeah. of people because it's a horror movie. I want to, I want to feel everyone freaking, out. freaking out at the same time. I yeah, wanna, I didn't think about that. You know, um, comedies, certain com- I like to see a comedy uh, in a full just theater. Just to see who, how people react to That's it. That's so I know when I go see Melissa McCarthy and Sandra Bullock, your girl. Oh, Did you ever, yeah. see, you ever see The Heat? Nope. The Heat's a fun movie. It's okay. It's okay. not bad. It's especially fun if you want to see Sandra Bullock play an uptight character. Uh, who's and I do like, like forcing that. herself to be a little more body like and stuff. Like Miss Congeniality. Sort of like that, yes. Yeah. I think you would like it. I saw it in a movie theater that had a decent amount of people. Mm-hmm. I thought the movie was okay. I wasn't laughing that much. It was fine. But there were some people in that theater that they were dying. It. They were loving it. <laughs> so I was like, all right, this movie is working for some people. I, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and be like, this comedy is bad because there are other people in the theater who will tell me otherwise. Like yeah. in the same room, watching the same thing that I'm watching. You know, It's not like we're watching different movies. Uh, so it's like that kind of thing. It's sort of a subjective thing, anyway. So uh, they're not in direct competition. I find that interesting. So they're going to release 90, 90 movies next year. That's, That's crazy. Way too many movies. Speaking of things coming out on streaming, 
let's uh let's wrap this up with a whole bunch of streaming stories here star wars uh they've cast nick nolte in the movie but yeah it's really just his voice Oh, for the Mandalorian. For the Mandalorian, the show, the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Now I've talked about this before, where apparently they're talking about things being done on the Mandalorian that like no one's done before. Mm-hmm. What kind of things, innovative things on this uh, Disney Plus Star Wars show being directed by John Favreau? One of the things apparently that they're doing involves Nick Nolte's character. He's playing a character that's known as a Ugnault. An Ugnault. And U G N A U G H C S. Uh, you Ugnaught. see them, Ugnaught. You see them in uh, Empire Strikes Back. There's these little weird pick faced guys that, yeah. that are helping out yeah. when they're going to put um, yeah, Han Solo and Carbonite. Yeah. Oh, those. No, no, oh, so I, I they got, yeah, they, they've got like the medieval armor on. Yes. Uh, here's an animated version yes. of them. Let me see. Here's an animated yeah, version of what he looks guys. like. Pig oh, face okay, guys. yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Pig Literal face. pig face. Now, apparently, to make this character come to life on the show, on the Man- Mandalorian, Nick Nolte is doing the voice, but the actor, they're they are little people. They're like uh, two feet tall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they got a little person uh, actress to be in the suit, and they put um, a mask, an animatronic mask on this person that is apparently like state-of-the-art, never been seen before, the nuance on this animatronic mask is going to be like it's going to blow everyone away and the way it reacts to to the voice commands and stuff it's going to be like nothing else you've ever seen M- makes it me wonder I want to watch a show now just for the kind of special well, yeah, effects I that mean, they're going to be breaking uh, out on the show seriously I mean how much is Disney Plus? six seven bucks a month they, they, they say it's going to be cheap when it first starts that's interesting and then they'll ramp up the price slowly yeah of course over time yeah. uh, DC meanwhile they have their own streaming service. Yes. And it's already gone live. They have a whole bunch of shows in there. They already start with their Titans show with yep. uh, Robin as Nightwing as the lead character. Talking about how he's like, fuck Batman. And apparently, the end of the season ends with him fighting Batman. Oh, cool. Uh, here's a list of shows that are already on the service as well. We have, or coming out, I should say. There's um, Young Justice, colon, Outsiders. Have you, do you know what this is? No idea. The Outsiders is a young version of the Justice League, I believe. Okay. Um, we have an animated version, an animated Harley Quinn show okay. that, that comes out late 2019. We have Swamp Thing comes out in mid-2019, and it's live action. Ooh, that could be crazy. Yeah, live action Swamp Thing. Um... And then we have Doom Patrol comes out in 2019. Do you know Doom Patrol? Nope. They're an odd band of misfits led by Cyborg. Okay. And then we have Stargirl. Have you heard of Stargirl? Nope. These are all the weird little side characters. Yeah, this is weird. And they're giving them all, they're all getting shows on the DC streaming network. Uh, that's, See, yeah. that's out there. That's not, it yeah. just seems so that like they came up with all of this so that they would have enough content to start a service, but... And I mean, you know, it's just enough content. Just is it no, good? I mean, they've got, is it good? Well, that's see, what I'm saying. Like, I think I mean, Titans is well liked. D- DC has had a spotty record with their live action stuff. Very spotty. Everybody yes. knows their animation. Their animation, good. their animation stuff is on point. But the only show on that series was the Harley Quinn series. The only one that's animated. Everything else, I believe, is live action. So, ooh. Hey. Uh-huh. And I know that, I mean, they've, they've got a plethora. I mean, they've animated almost pl- all of their comic books. They have a plethora. We can say a plethora. A plethora. A plethora. A plethora. <laughs> of pinatas. A plethora of pinatas. <laughs> what is a plethora? It's a three amigo show. Um, <laughs> final thing here. Here we go. Hulu. They have a show coming out, limited series based on the book Catch Twenty Two. Okay. 
being produced and made by George Clooney. George Clooney's in it, as well as mm. Hugh Laurie. And they put out some promotional images of them, so people... Is this a comedic to. role for Hugh Laurie? Um, well, Catch-22 itself is satire, no. so it is going to be like writing that line, that satirical, dark comedy thing. Um, the book Catch-22 is where we get that phrase, Catch-22, Catch from. Damned if you do, damned if, if, do, do, if you don't. Where it's an impossible situation, and the book Catch-22, it's a rule that says, because it all takes place on the Air Force Base, yep. and the Catch-22 rule is that, or, uh, yeah, the rule is that if you are crazy, you can't fly an airplane. You can't, you can't. You can't be allowed to fly. Right. But if you know that you're crazy, then that means you really aren't crazy because you understand. You know that you are. You have yeah. awareness of the situation. That means you can fly. Okay. So, damn you do, damn you don't. You, uh, you, you can't prove that you're crazy because yeah. if you are crazy, then, then that means you're not crazy. Yeah. You think you're crazy? Well, that means you're not, you're not crazy. crazy. Get up there and fly yeah. that plane. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, you're not crazy. Oh, you're not crazy. Get up there and fly that plane. Even you're gonna you're bird crazy. box that plane straight into the ground. Exactly. What? <laughs> Impression. <laughs> Bird yes, box. bird box pilots. That's yeah. that dude that flew that plane in the side of a mountain in Germany. He did that. Yeah, he bird boxed that shit. That's not, that's not good. No, that, that's not good. Bird box though is a very Christmassy thing. Dude. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Sounds very Christmassy. So I'm looking. For, I like George Clooney stuff. I like George Clooney a lot. Yeah, and Catch Twenty Two is a classic bit of satire. I mean, that's, I watched. I'm not sure if I ever mentioned this. I watched that Fahrenheit 451 remake. I watched some. I couldn't with, get through it with Michael B. Jordan and, and Michael, Michael Shannon. Shannon. I could only get halfway through it. It was because it was not good. Why was it so boring? It was campy too. It wasn't. No, it was not good at all. I was very disappointed no. by that. I wanted that to be part of my hundo. Couldn't even get through it. Made for HBO I'll, movie. I watched the whole thing. It wasn't got worth through the watching. whole thing. Not worth no, getting through it. Not worth watching. Damn, dude, because I like Michael Shan too and Michael B. Jordan. I still like Michael B. Jordan, even though our guest Nikki Wilson said that He's he treated dick. her like shit on the, on the set of Fantastic Four. You remember that? Yep. So fuck you, Michael B. Jordan, but you're awesome. If you want to come to our show, email us in the awesome, And we'll be awesome to you. And we'll, we'll give you swag and, and stickers. Because um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll sell it for fame. That's how, that's how low that's we how are. it works. Because we're podcasters. and Well, I'm a podcaster, and podcasters are shit. Uh, you know, it's not the listener's fault. That they're attracted, you know, podcast listeners are like flies attracted to shit. Mm-hmm. You know, well, mm-hmm. who's producing the shit? We're singing that tent. And those are the listeners. <laughs> Taking all that, just gobbling, gobbling Go- that tent. Gobbling that tent. They gobble that tent down. <laughs> they almost choke on it. They choke on it. So much tent. Got spit it up. Remember when Lady Raptastic had us practicing spitting out? <laughs> you gotta go back and find out that reference so weird what that's all about um, alright that's the end of the show let's do um, oh you know what I have an idea let's do this one here's a brand new segment that we'll do once a year <laughs> at the very end at the very end of the year we'll do um, Christmas tidings of of miracles and cheer we're, we're gonna let's, let's talk let's see, I gotta do the right All right. So you know, uh, Christmas time is here. Mm-hmm. Uh, both Drew Chicago and myself, without getting the specifics, I've experienced deaths in the very immediate family, very close family relatives, both of us, as well as uh, other financial calamities between and one or both of us. And whatnot. So that's the that's Christmas spirit right there. But there's also good tidings. We've had uh, some. Uh, good dinners and uh, we've, <laughs> we've exchanged gifts in in a manner, so to speak, of sorts. Uh, of uh, 
What did you? Oh, you gave me that sweet Bloodsport T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. With the, with the box that you like more than the T-shirt. Oh, the box is so cool. <laughs> I did break out the T-shirt. I almost wore the shirt today. And uh, the Funko. Said, and the Funko. I love the Funko. I hope you'll put the, uh, the cartridge. I mean, you know, yeah. it's uh, sort of illegal to say <laughs> that, but it was, uh, yes, there you go. It was a cartridge. And of sorts, uh, the cartridge of sorts. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I mean, it could be a Nintendo cartridge we're talking about. Sega cartridge? I got, I got one right. Nintendo 64? You got, uh, where is it? I got my cartridge. I got a Jeffrey cartridge. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's a Christmas spirit. Any Christmas tidings? Yes or no? Positive, negative, Steve? Oh, everything's positive this year. Excellent. That's yeah. what I like here. Well, so, I mean, someone's got someone's got to be experiencing the good times for our bad. I mean, universe yeah. must be balanced. Yes. So the universe abhors a vacuum that needs know. a balance. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Excellent. I'm happy here. I'm happy to hear that. Thank you, Steve. Yeah. For hanging out with us, buddy. We appreciate it. Thank you, Drew Sakagbury. You're very welcome, sir. Thank you everyone for downloading and listening. Remember to sign up for our Patreon. Anywhere from $1 to $5 will get you access to all of our bonus episodes released once a week. Minimum one a week. Uh, I think that's it. Yep. Word. All right. I got to get ready for the Simon Time Trivia Show yep. and uh, other stuff as well. So thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will be back with uh, our New Year's Eve show. Yes. Oh, snap. Well, all, well, I mean, it's not technically New Year's Eve, is it? New Year's no, Eve Eve. New Year's Eve. It comes out New yeah. Year's Eve, though, sort of. Does it? Episodes come. They're supposed to come out Monday. I just put them out Sunday to get them out of the way. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, so yeah, it'll be the last show of the year. Last one. Last episode of 2019. God damn. God damn. God damn. That's how it goes. All right, everyone. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Bye bye. A PFT Media Production.